Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. So thrilled to be back with you. To have the ability to work from anywhere in the world and connect with some of my most amazing soul sisters on this journey in this world, bring you all to one another, get to introduce you to one another. Your feedback is consistently just over the top. And I thank you so much for your courage, your grace, your authenticity and Today, I'm thrilled to bring a dear friend, Melinda, into the field with us, have a conversation about who you are, the light that you are being in the world, the work that you share, the courage that you've had along the way to create the programs and processes and the container and space that you hold, as well as products. And um, so I'm going to have you go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you so much for joining us and excited to be with you all today. Oh, Jen Roth, thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor to be here with you today. My name is Melinda Jacobs. I'm an intuitive coach and a clinical hypnotherapist. And basically, I help people move through and beyond trauma all over the world, 46 countries and counting. How exciting. I love that so much. Can you share a bit about what being an intuitive coach is and hypnotherapy? I know that I've spoken about this a couple times, but really, truly get to dive into this a little bit more. And then there's a lot all at once, but where and what would be some of the the first inklings in your life that led you to knowing that this is what you'd want to be doing? So 20 years old, I was admitted to an eating disorder unit (laughs) and there was a, a particular nurse on the ward. Her name was Cinnamon and she was this incredible light everything she said, how she said it, how she moved, everything about her captivated me. And I really, in that moment said, when I'm healthy enough, when I've moved through a lot of my stuff, I want to be like cinnamon. I want to be the person who holds the light in people's dark spots and helps them see their way out. And so it really started there in that, in that deep soul intention of, I really do want to get to that place where I too can help and sit with people in the most shadowy, in the most painful, tender places. And so that's kind of where it all started. And I didn't really start the healing journey as far as being a provider for a number of years after that. I did become a Reiki master through that time. And so that was kind of on the sidelines but I was, I was just working corporate jobs at the time. And it was probably in my thirties 
when I was working as a paralegal and someone came in with a, with a massage chair and the, before my face hit the face rest, I said, so how does someone come become a massage therapist? And within a week I was going to night school. And so that kind of set the course. And then through years of massage, I was teaching massage. I owned my own clinics. And then one of my massage friends said, I want to go to hypnotherapy school. And I'm like, oh, yes, let's go do that. I want to massage people's belief systems now. I want to get in there and be more effective because I know the power of our thoughts. And so that led me into doing more of the counseling, coaching, and intuitive coach is really, I'm very tapped in, dialed in. Like I hear things, I see things that are truly deep inspirations and come in with such clarity for me and for others. And so I share that in my sessions with people. I think that's kind of how I got here. Ah, so holding a flame, holding light, holding space for others. What were a couple of the things that Cinnamon did to hold that space for you that felt so comforting and or allowed you to be maybe more of yourself at that time or more accepting of of you and and how you began to process this right i feel like it's it's a tap on our shoulders it's a calling forward it's a curiosity like you shared as well being a paralegal seeing something new and different having curiosity and then wanting to go make that happen right right so i think it was more of how she was. It was her being. And it was years later from that moment when I met her in the eating disorder unit, it was years and years later that I learned about practitioners under the teachings of science of mind by Ernest Holmes. And so she was a practitioner and I think it was the energy, just her energy was so bright and so rooted and grounded. And she had this peacefulness and she moved in a way that it's it, she just exuded a sense of safety a sense of calm a sense of everything's going to be okay and so it was that the energy of who she was and part of that cinnamon and part of that is the energy of a practitioner and i then later became a practitioner and i'm moving on beyond that and i'm in ministerial school now so that's part of the intuitive side is that i love to bring spirituality into my sessions and it's always meeting people where they're at not imposing my thoughts my principles but really helping people find something greater than them to connect to and i think it was carl jung who said that in his career and it was 40 plus years i believe in his career he never met anyone who had a sustainable healing that didn't involve a restoration of faith and that just really really impacted me greatly that we are really missing that sense of connection to something greater and so cinnamon was kind of the first person that embodied that energy for me and practitioners just kept showing up. My very first therapist who said to me, I will know your truth until you can know it for yourself. Turns out she was a practitioner. And so all these people were just kind of, I was drawing to me very spiritually minded people without even realizing it. And, and I think that's just who I am as well. And it's what I get to do for folks now too, is I get to know their truth until they can know it for themselves. I love that you 
sensed and saw this from that moment in time, right? Because there's just, it's such a truth that we get to hold space for others and know that it's possible, hold that field of infinite possibilities of this world being a playground for us to play in and learn and grow and every experience that we have building upon one another. And I went for a a walk with my mom this morning out in the woods in a park that is across the corner from where I grew up so, so, so close. And through a child's eye, I was in this space in a completely different way. And it was during tuberculosis years that this entire land and space was a place for people to come heal. But one of the plaques I was reading this morning was from four, four-year-olds to 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, and the nurses area and their ground and healing and rock area and the doctor's homes. And they had said on this plaque, like, if you sit still and li- and listen, you can still hear the children laughing and the knowing. And so this person that ended up having the the park named after them, Mr. Mayberry, it's just remarkable that this guy would come in and see the possibility for these people and especially children, right? Having that like complete unknown and mystery of life and this bliss of all possibilities and that internal knowing, that spirit that we come in with, right? And then true healers being able to hold space for those who are in their healing process and journey and get to know that it'll happen in divine timing instead of us pushing and rushing and or wanting more for someone right now in this instant when they may or may not be able to hold that space for themselves or be capable of that at this moment or not seeing or knowing or connecting to that piece of themselves or as they're reconnecting to it. And it was one of the main, main learnings through the coaching programs that I've gone through of holding space in this container and withholding how someone should be doing it or telling them, getting so excited about what we may know and want for that person and allowing that to happen in this divine timing. So I was just, it's super special to my heart to get to hear this from you and in, in the manner of it was an essence and her presence and her being, right? That allowed that for you and for you to be able to see. You know, one thing that you mentioned is the the imprint of the children still laughing. Like you can still hear the the energy of the joy imprinted into the space. Like literally the trees and the ground and the stones and the rocks are holding that energetic vibration. And, you know, in Colorado, we have the Stanley Hotel and it's just so famous for Stephen King's book. But on their ghost tour, they talk about Uh, in one of the buildings, you can still hear people will report, they hear children playing. And so that's, to me, that's really inspirational as far as who do I want to be in this world? How do I want to be in this world? Because it can leave an imprint, it can leave an echo. And if I were to choose the echo that I would want to leave in this world is you're safe, you're safe looking within, you're safe doing this deeper healing work because it's hard and it's painful. It can be scary at times. And like Cinnamon and, and another woman, her name was Pat, were to me, just having those champions in our corner, knowing what's possible when I don't know. It's almost like, you know, when a little kid is 
walking and they're they're in those toddler years and they're walking along and wobbling and they fall down and they look first to see how to react, right? They're like, am I okay? And to have that in my own world, to be that for other people is the person's like, you've got this, you're okay, keep going. And just being able to have that imprint and that echo, that would be, that would be part of my legacy is what is the echo that I'm leaving, that people are safe looking at themselves and they've got this and they have everything they need truly within themselves to move through. And I also believe that the body is very calculated, that nothing's going to come up that hasn't already been a hundred percent guaranteed of success to move through. And so that's something that I share with my people when I work with them is to give them number one, I'm in their corner championing them. Number two, you've got this and you have everything within you that you need to get through this. Otherwise this wouldn't be up. This wouldn't be unfolding for you. So yeah, that divine timing is so, so important. And I love the patience that you spoke of. It's just the allowing them to be exactly as they are. Love that. The echo that you're leaving is such a beautiful way and the talking, speaking into the imprint that we're leaving, right? We come with these unique fingerprints, these unique third eye lights that are only ours and gifts that come through only each of us individually and our viewpoints and perspectives and like there's like there's a gazillion different movies playing all at once and how we get to see them is just so different right and ah that's amazing the echo and imprint is super near and dear to my heart and I want to say thank you so much as well to so many of you who are listening and in this community of people who have been holding space for myself and a dear aunt that has just passed away. It's actually one of the reasons I'm in Michigan and in my niece's eight-year-old niece's bedroom right now, which is just like pure magic. And her imprint and echo is making such a beautiful wake and wave right now through the world of touching so many hearts and for myself, I'm super excited to have her on the other side and another cheerleader and mentor and guide and spirit that I get to connect with in a new and different way. And yeah, like the intentionality that she created and wanted to have as an imprint in this world, all the way through the ceremonies and the celebration of life and bringing people together it was like she was still orchestrating even though she had left her physical being and body. And it was profound to get to see all of those steps and bits and pieces and knowing. And I think about that a ton for myself as today could be my last day and people on my team and my family, my brother and I talk about this all the time too, of like really, truly living in this moment today as much as possible. There are definitely some days that I forget and or right? The, the intensity of this world can feel really, really real. And so, yeah, I just often am thinking about, okay, if I'm leaving today, what is the imprint that I am going to be creating and making, whether it's one that's in, of intentionality moving forward of light and love that passes through people in their hearts and minds and spirits, as well as all the stuff, right? And letting go and releasing and not being as attached to physical things. 
that's not something that we take with us. So I'm, I'm just, I really love and feel blessed to have this conversation this week with you and um, to talk about the imprint and the echo that we're making. So as you have been on this journey and are holding space for, for these individuals, you built this massage practice for yourself, you continued to move forward. What, when was it in your life that you chose to release massage in the way of having a physical space and practitioners and all of that working with you? Love how you um, mentioned basically rethinking, right? And getting to create new belief systems for ourselves as you hold space for people and work with individuals as a hypnotherapist as well. Yeah. So that, that transition happened around, so I became a massage therapist in 97 and it was just short of about 20 years of that practice that I finally let it go for real, for good. Um, an hour after my last massage, I went and had nails put on and because I had for, for years, I would have clients say, are you sure? Are you sure you're done? Are you, are you really done massaging? And I would show my fingernails. I'm like, yep, I'm done. <laughs> and, and in a way I had, um, the nails were multi-purpose. Yes, they're lovely and pretty, but they were also for me, a commitment to moving forward and not going back to that safe space. It was easy to massage and I loved it. It was it was taking its toll on my body for sure. And and somewhere in that after year 10 of massaging and running businesses and having staff and all of that, I really did see the inevitability. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not going to really want to be on my feet and do this hard physical labor my whole life. And so what's my exit plan? And so that seed kind of started very early. And I remember one day I come be bopping home to my partner at the time. And I'm like, I think I want to teach massage as a way of kind of supplementing what I do that. So it's not as physical and kid you not within a week, I got a card in the mail that said, we're looking for massage instructors. And so Denver School of Massage Therapy was just kind of getting its feet going and building its uh, business here in Denver. So I love that those inspirations of, ooh, what's next? Ooh, what's next? And, and last year I had a really significant event in my life and I kind of went into a very deep cocoon phase because I can feel myself shifting and moving. I can, and I am finally coming out of it. Hooray. <laughs> but but to be able to listen internally and follow those little stepping stones and every everything that I've ever done for myself professionally has just been one step to another, to another, to another, and, and to just feel so guided in it. It doesn't mean it's easy and it can get really scary at times. And this last one was a little like, oh, so what next? And it feels a little daunting and looming and I'm getting more clarity now, so... <laughs> incredible how life does not feel very clear at all when we are in the midst of turbulence when we're in the rough parts of the river when we've maybe gone over a waterfall right at one point in our life and then we've plunged into this new chapter of destiny and it takes a moment in time to figure out where am I in this new time and space and what what does this next chapter look like for us especially being intuitive, intentional, really, really desiring to 
hold that space for ourselves and for our clients and for people that are walking next to us, right? Our entire crew. One of the things I am so grateful for as well, this chapter in my life is seeing where all of the breadcrumbs have gone along the way in each step, right? From step to step, as you've figured it out for a while in my own life, it's like, well, I have this certification. I've done this. I've done that. I've done this. And I'm not quite (laughs) sure what I'm up to. And now being on the other side of it, it is this most beautiful, robust picture, right? Of, of course, all of these things have happened and occurred the way that they did. So we can be sitting in these seats. And and I love that feeling too. And I think it is it is nice to be able to look back and see how what seemed completely opposites or it's just different directions. It's like, oh, there's a common theme here. And for me, I think what it does when I look back and, and I recognize the breadcrumbs, it's like it helps me deepen my trust trust in my source, my guides, my spirits that are, that I truly am being led. And so when I have moments like I did last year, as challenging as it was, something in me knows, truly knows and expects, well, whatever this is about, it's going to show up. Like I can relax a little bit more because I can see how the universe has just so, shown up so beautifully. And it's like, now do this and then do this. And okay, we'll create a course for highly sensitives. And I'm like, all right, I'll do that. And then, okay, well, here's your badassery deck. And so I created an Oracle deck. And so there's there's been a lot of creation along the way and I'm getting more comfortable about not pushing and not coming from that fear place of, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And it happens not as often. And when it does happen, they don't last as long. I can get out of them within a matter of minutes, if not an hour or two. So it's been nice this last year through this particular shift to feel more relaxed about it and to just be in kind of a child on Christmas morning going, I wonder what's coming. (laughs) I love that description. I feel like I live my life so much like that. Definitely moments when I I catch myself not. It felt like such a blessing getting to go through having the whole world experience that in the last couple of years as today, every single day, such a unique, incredible, like spectacular. We have no clue what's going to come, right? And this morning is just so many things have happened this weekend that are synchronicities and massive gifts that had I seen them and experienced them when I did see them and experience them 20 years ago, I didn't have that. It was like, oh, fun. Oh, that's neat. But I didn't have the level of appreciation and or right now I feel so part of me that feels like this life is somewhat a game of who are we, who do we get to play and be and character and those sort of things. And I don't really love the word game either, because for me, there's so much more to it. Right. And and I believe this true intentionality and we create as, as we speak, as we think, as we're really stepping into each new chapter and I had the opportunity on Friday being with my brother to leave a restaurant. And as we were leaving, someone said, oh, there's the Caverly. And that's my maiden name. And then they said, oh, there's both of them. And that's my brother and I. And 
painting of this planet, the beauty of this whole entire lifetime, but the brushstroke that happened on that day was a girl, one of the women that I played softball with, she was our pitcher, um, was sitting at a table with her mom and her dad and her brother. The likelihood of them, the four of them being in one place at the same time as my brother and I is like some slim to none. 20 years later, I don't live here. All of these things, her brother doesn't live here. And so for me, that's like a seed that's being planted and something being shown and moved forward. And it could be absolutely nothing. And it could be a whole string and thread of a whole nother piece coming together. As I'm talking on Saturday morning to my brother about being in this area brings back so many floods of memories, right? And I was having a conversation with my brother about the freshman volleyball coach that I had at my um, niece's volleyball tournament, explaining who she was and what's going on. Kid you not, two minutes later, she walks past us. Again, like hundreds of thousands of people in this entire place, and we're having a conversation. The conversation was as well that we could be in an environment like that and run into the same people over and over and over and over again end up going to the bathroom and seeing another friend who we grew up with, her sister right there. There's so much more to what we can see and maybe sometimes what we can sense and feel. And I am just forever grateful for those of you who are intuitive coaches, who are called to be so in touch with what is happening, hold space for us and feed that back to us as we go. And especially through some of the courses that you've created, the card deck that you mentioned and Oracle cards that you created, they're tools that help guide us back to self, guide us back to these messages, these synchronicities, help us pay attention more and more. And I don't know why I was called to share those things, but it was just, it was such a magical, oh, one of the things was this morning as well, being out on the walk, uh, a woman that happened to be on the same trail as us through this entire thing with someone else that I graduated with and that was in my class. And so she looks at me and said, is there a chance that you went to Northville and graduated in 2000? Yes. <laughs> as a matter of fact, yes. Hey, it's just so fun. This is, it's such a fun place and journey to be on. And I thank you for helping support yeah. people, all of us in, in reconnecting with ourselves. I love that you mentioned it as a game and, and if it were a game, you know, we had growing up the game of life, I think it's probably still around, but if I were going to call this, a, you know, something, it would be the universe is for you. Like that would be the name of the game for me is to really understand how everything is showing up for me, even the hard things, even the challenges, like right now, my partner is off in Texas supporting his family after the passing of his father. And he's going, he's, he's been gone um, the bulk of this year, actually. <laughs> so we're almost through April and he's been gone for a significant chunk of that. And so that, that challenge I could, and I did, I spent some time in, in my little pity party. I put on my hat, had some tears through a tantrum because I don't like it. It's not what I want. But it's created this opportunity for us to grow even more deeply in our relationship and within ourselves and in our own self-care. And so when I really can step back and look at all the things that are occurring, even the passing of a beloved, 
And to choose, and I think it is a choice, I get to choose, is this for me? And it's not even is, how? How is this experience for me? And I can look back through every good experience and every bad experience, and I can see myself on the other side of it going, I grew through that. I got to know myself more deeply through that. Uh, This big thing last year was I was late, late diagnosed with autism. And initially, oh, I just felt it just, I imploded around that. And it helped me piece together my life. And I'm like, oh, oh, (laughs) so to to be able to look at things as this is for me, and maybe I don't understand how yet, but I choose that perspective. And then I can see the gifts. And yeah, they're all there sprinkled throughout. I love it. The universe is for you. The universe is for us. I, yeah, through every challenge, I think through some of the moments, especially being here, my childhood and some things that I, I did not understand and I may never understand. And they, there were moments, there were many, many moments that didn't feel good at all. And I know that each one of those has helped me feel so good in this moment and so grateful for these moments. And last night I was able to sit and lay with one of my nieces and be in this room as she was getting ready to fall asleep. And I don't get to be around them all that often, but when I am, I soak up every moment and she a newer thing, it's probably not new, but a new thing for me is getting to hear her share a lot. She starts talking quite a bit before she goes to bed. And you can also say, okay, it's time for bed. And she goes right to sleep. But last night we were processing her liking boys and how it is so frustrating. And she's getting, you know, really irritated and angry and how she's processing her anger. And at one moment I said, oh, I'm so grateful to hear that this is, you know, what you're experiencing and thank you for sharing it with me. And I too was really, I remember being really frustrated and not understanding it. And she sat straight up in her bed and she was like, oh, great. Maybe you could help me. And it's just like absolutely adorable and it sends chills through my body, right? And so in that moment, it's even more of this like massive gratitude for having frustration and irritation as I was growing up and getting to have a conversation with her of, gosh, it's not super fun to be experiencing and right. it's like you're sharing with cinnamon, right? Like it's this someone else knowing that it's going to be okay for us and us getting to experience that too. And truly seeing all the experiences that I've had that were so painful, so difficult. I've had body issue images, you know, problems and eating disorder issues and alcoholic upbringing issues. And I even had an opportunity to get involved in a little bit of a culty kind of organization. And I got to work myself out of that. And so it is amazing how similar our journeys are when you really take it down to the bare bones. We've, we've had rejections, we've had disappointments, we've had griefs and losses, and we have feelings that are really difficult and especially anger (laughs) to deal with. 
And to be able to sit with someone and, and genuinely say, me too, I had that too. And my journey may not look like yours. And I don't know what your journey is going to look like. And I know that if I can get through that, I know you can too. And so to just have that, those real life experiences and to have appreciation. I, there's not one experience that I have in my little repertoire that I can't look at and go, oh, I get why I went through that now. I may not like it. I may still have feelings about it, but to have that understanding of context, for me, it's all about context. It's like, oh, that occurred. So then I can now do X, Y, and Z. I, I joke with clients that if I had my own comics cosmic store, it would have three items and that's all shelves and shelves and shelves of it. And the first one is permission, lots and lots of permission, permission to be who we are, permission to be messy, permission to not do it right, permission to step out and step in, just lots of permission. And the next one would be validation because gosh, to just through understanding my my diagnosis and the autism and and all of that validates so much for me. I'm like, oh, I'm not crazy. Oh, that's why I have difficulty emotionally regulating myself. Oh, that's why I experience what I experience when I'm out in the world. So that that validation is huge. And the last one is context. Lots and lots of context would be in my cosmic store because to understand the why we can get so stuck in why did that happen and what, and oftentimes children will, will personalize it. There's something about me. I'm not good enough. I'm unworthy. I'm unlovable, all those things. And none of it's true. It had nothing to do with my worthiness, with my deservability that people did what they did, treated me how they treated me. It was just helping me, honing me so that I could continue to sit and be the person that sits in other people's dark spots in that shadowy place and knows the truth for them and holds the light so they can see their way out. So yeah, that would be my cosmic store. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say that. I'm. This is such a fun place to play for me. And the fact that these are permission, validation, and context as well. I, you've, as far as I'm concerned, completely summed it all up. I mean, we would have everything we could ever want in that. And we do have everything we could ever want through those things, through people like us getting to hold space for ourselves and for others and genuinely tap in to ask questions and get curious and play with the things that don't feel so good in those moments. So through this permission, validation, and context, I would say that all of those things are in your Oracle deck. So can you share a little bit about that and how one, how we can find you, how we could play with this or Oracle deck, how we can get it in our hands and, and how that came to fruition? Absolutely. So uh, I, I mentioned earlier that I had created a class for highly sensitive, intuitive individuals called the Highly Sensitive Thriving Guide. That class was a beta class. And I'm like, yeah, I've got a few things to share. I've, I've studied for years about being an intuitive and about metaphysics. And I studied eight years with a metaphysician. I have, I've had a very unique training for sure, to say the least. <laughs> 
the participants asked me, it's like, you know, there's so many tools, like there's just so much. It turned out to be a nine month course. Like I had no idea that it would be that long. So we were meeting weekly. I think I started around COVID times. I don't quite remember. And the participants said it would be nice to have like a little deck of reminder cards just to remind us of the tools because when we get out in the world, we kind of forget our tools. And I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. So I kind of started putting it together and it morphed over time. And more of my, the teachings from my coaching started coming in. Um, I don't know that it's the cosmic stores, not in my deck, but ideas like that perspectives and different things that have been inspired through me while I've helped people and supported people. And so it took some time to get it done. And it's really funny because I think I've had done, I don't know, eight or nine cards and one day I come into class and I was sharing the the drafts with people that were in the class. I'm like, what do you think about this? So I was getting feedback and a woman just started showing me these Oracle cards and she just put them up to the screen and they looked a little rough, but I, I don't see the physical world first. I see the energetic, I feel the energetic world first. And I saw them, I'm like, oh, what are those? Those feel amazing. And she goes, those are your cards. I had no idea. So she had been printing them out and laminating them herself. And so she has the first bootleg version of the deck. And that was the inspiration for me to finish it. And so it was a pretty big push. I had, I bumped into a lot of the executive functioning challenges that comes with my neurodiversity. And so uh, I had some help from you. I had some help from some other women to kind of help me ultimately get it put together. But now there are 42 cards in the deck and lots of wisdom. And on the back of the deck, do I have it here? Um, I, I just love this. And again, this is completely channeled. This deck is a companion I love that. for anyone on a healing journey. The information, insights, and energy contained within each message are channeled, true, powerful, and deeply transformative. My guides want you to know that you are never alone. You are always loved and forever supported. Blessings to you on your healing journey. And we have a mutual friend in England who was doing some volunteer work in prisons and she took the deck into the prison. And one of the inmates said, Ooh, what is that? That feels like pure magic. And so I've been so blessed to have it find its way into really challenging places, really difficult places. And again, it's the light that's kind of sitting with people in dark spaces. So yeah. And I pulled a card for us. <laughs> Shall I share it? Yes, please. I'm so excited. I just got chills before you. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I love it. So it's funny because this card, it's uh, the name of the card is no matter where you go, there you are. And the picture is a woman walking on water. But this is actually a picture of me. It's a, it is um, someone snapped this picture years ago, this metaphysician teacher that I was with, we were out in the middle of the desert, the high, uh, the desert in Oregon, and there was nothing like you couldn't see anything 
and we had a massive rainstorm the night before. And so there was this layer of water on top of the hard pack. And so it just looks like I'm walking on water. I love this image. So on the back of the card, so there's no book with them. There's just short, easy, digestible messages. And this one says, just because you leave a situation, a job, a relationship, or a place does not necessarily mean that you are complete. Whatever the rub is for you, it is yours to heal. Walking, running, or moving away does not always mean you have a found resolution. Be gentle, beloved, as you look at and acknowledge any lingering resentments from the past and begin to look back through a new lens. What did you learn from the experience? So here we go, just to what we were talking about, right? How did you grow? How were your wants and desires more clearly defined? Recognize you have survived your past and that you are stronger and wiser as a result. Practicing gratitude for the lessons learned frees you to live more fully in the moment and opens you to embrace the future that is waiting for you. There you go. They're always so on point. I just, I just giggle every time. <laughs> uh, and the last sentence is embrace the moment. Do you have still have that right in front of you or no? I do. The last sentence is uh, practicing gratitude for the lessons learned frees you to live more fully in the moment and opens you to embrace the future that is waiting for you. And I have these available on my website. I love this. Love, 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 love this so much. I know no matter what a card would have been chosen for that divine place and time, and it may have been that card as well. And and one of the things that I have learned is to embrace who I am, where I am, and how things unfold, even though it doesn't feel fantastic in some moments. There are so many moments like right now that make an imprint in my being and in my spirit in such a profound way of a conversation I was having with my mom this morning and something that I learned for my own being and my own body and process during this life, which is thinking if I moved away from Michigan, that I could be a different person and heal and in big part, knowing that that was going to allow me to follow the breadcrumbs and find the new synchronicities and fly free. I love adventuring as well. And when I moved to then Seattle and then I moved to Colorado, it wasn't until I was in Colorado that I really understood wherever you go, there you are. And I can be in a new house. I can be in a new car. I could be in a new city. I could be having conversations with new people. And those patterns that are part of me are still there. And one of the things you shared earlier was massaging our beliefs in a new way, I believe, when you yeah. talked about hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. And being a fellow massage therapist and having that as one of the things that I went through and experiences that you and I share as well. So interesting as I process and, and come back, but being able to massage people's beliefs is such a beautiful way of sharing that transition that you made going from a physical body worker into more of an ethereal body worker, right? Ooh. But is I might steal that. <laughs> it's incredible. And I just, I thank you for doing that, for being you, for bringing these cards forth. It's 
my mom was sharing with me this morning that she wanted to go be in a different environment so that she could continue to improve upon some of the things that she really wants to do for to better her health. And I say these things to her and I know I'm speaking to myself. So mom, thank you for being a huge mirror for me and ability for me to hear for my own journey. But I said to her this morning, like, it doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter who we're around. It's for us to get to have the choice in every single moment that we get to put our oxygen mask on. We get to work on massaging our own beliefs so that we can become the individuals and blossom into the beings that we've called, been called here to be. And so I, I share all of that to say thank you to all of you listening because we're being called to listen to whatever it is, wherever we are in the world for these reasons and purposes. And if anything has called to you through this conversation and you haven't yet had the opportunity to work with Melinda and have not gotten her or received her card deck, please go get that for yourself so you can hear and receive these messages. There are a handful of people that I've met that have made cards and the magic that you talk about that our mutual friend has shared in the prison and all over the world for those who are truly divinely on purpose. Like I believe you are the magic is through the freaking roof when you get to use your card deck. And when you get to tap into ourselves and say yes, and reach out to practitioners like Melinda. So please do that. And in, in that being said, share whatever may be on your heart. And then as well, will you also share um, where everyone can find you and how they can purchase your card deck? Yeah. So my website is quantum-therapeutics.com and we'll provide the link for you to that as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We will have your links in the show notes. Everyone can find you through clicking that as well. And I just, this life is so juicy and so good. And I am thrilled to be on this journey with you and get to share um, your light with the world. So thank you for your time today. Thank you so much, Jen. Such a pleasure and an honor. All right, everyone. So, so good to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all of your feedback consistently. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.